You're listening to the Burst Ball Podcast. Burst Ball, talking up the Scottish game. Hello, you are listening to the Burst Ball Scottish Football Podcast with me, your host, Hamish Carton. Yes, we are back today. Apologies for our absence over the last two weeks or so. We've been very busy guys, but we are back with a bang hopefully today, looking ahead to an exciting week of Scottish football action. Yes, we have two Scottish Cup semi-finals to discuss, we'll be doing that and more, along with the rest of the SPFL lower league action this weekend. In the studio today we have Matthew Finlay. How are you doing Hamish? Connor Park. Right. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're just an irritating guy, Connor. Lewis Kemp. How we doing? Ross Clark. Good to be back. Callum Fisher. Afternoon, Hamish. Yes, in case you haven't noticed already, we are in fact not in the studio for today's podcast. We are doing it on my wonderful iPhone 6, which we'll um, be using to record the podcast today is basically the point I'm trying to make, guys. So, how has your week been so far, Ross Clark? Eh... Uh, I know bad, mate. Not bad. Busy with university work, but that's about. That is the reason um, for the lack of podcasts um, over over recent weeks. I think people forget that that we are we are students. We're quite yes. young. Yes. We are. <laughs> compared, to other, compared to other podcasts, we're we're a bit uh, a bit younger. I'm going to get you out of a hole there, Lewis, and I'm going to ask you where we're going to start for today's podcast. Well, there's no other place to start than Dundee United and Hibs. Dundee United Hibs tomorrow at Hamden. Yes, it's a match. Probably two of the poorest sides ever to get to a cup semi-final. When you look at the way they're both playing at the moment, Hibs on a terrible run of form as Connor Parkle attests to. I haven't seen them on Tuesday night. Dundee United not exactly uh, setting the heather alight either in bottom of the Premiership. Uh, guys, how do we see this one going tomorrow in the worst semi-final ever, Callum Fisher? Um, it's, it's strange because you would probably say if Hibs were playing any other team in the semi-finals that they wouldn't really have a chance. Um, but Dundee United have been so poor that it's, it's actually quite difficult to, to judge. Um, I, I, think, I can't see Hibs in form improving really. I think Dundee United are going to beat them tomorrow. I'm going to go out on a limb, early doors, and say that I saw enough from Hibs on Tuesday night to suggest that I think they'll beat Dundee United tomorrow. Because I saw Dundee United the week before playing against Partick Thistle. Um, in fact, you did as well, Connor, didn't you? And first half they were good, didn't take their chances, but second half they just completely lost their way of playing. Something went wrong. I just thought when I saw Hibs on Tuesday night, and I don't know if you'll agree that for 82 minutes, in fact, longer, 86, 87 minutes, I thought Hibs were, were back to themselves in the way they played. I thought they were really good. I thought they were good uh, at spells. I think Falkirk dominated the first 10 minutes, couldn't get a look at the ball. Um, and then they were good for the remainder of the first half. But even second half, I think, you know, it was a lot, lot tighter. Uh, and, and certainly on the chance front, there was a good few balls flashed across kind of the goal from Falkirk. Bob McHugh had an effort. So... I wouldn't say they were quite <clears throat> as in control, but they were still looking far, far better than what they have done recently. But the collapse there at the end with, uh, with three minutes to go, to lose two goals at home against ten men. I mean, you, you, know, you know I would obviously back my team to help, but that's just not acceptable from any team to lose, to lose that. 
Um, and that's obviously got to be worrying for, for, for Alan Stubbs, I think. There's a big, big couple of days coming up. You know, they get two wins and everything's looking great in the next two games. But if they lose them both, uh, they've not got the cup to play for anymore and they're looking increasingly unlikely to get that second spot. So, big, big few days coming up. He needs the players to respond. It's been a very, very bad April. Uh, sorry, March, sorry. But he can he can kind of finish that off and, and turn the kind of last month, six weeks of the season into one with great success. But it needs to turn around and needs to turn in quickly. How will conceding those two late goals affect them tomorrow then, Matt, going into a game against? You've got to remember, as good as Falkirk have been, Premiership opposition. Uh, I, th- I think it could it could affect them, to be honest. I mean, you, you said that um, for 86 minutes, roughly, uh, Hibs were back to their best, and I think that going into a game pretty quickly off the back of that, that game, only four days after it, you know, like it was, it's got to still be in the players' minds. Alistair has now got to show how good a manager he is by... Um, grilling the players for that and then also getting them ready for this game and I think it's going to be a very difficult game for them Dundee United are fighting for their lives we've talked about before I think that the cup maybe sees a bit of a mm. um, you know like just a distraction Aye. for me it should never be a distraction the cup it, it offers them I mean there'll be a, a relatively healthy crowd tomorrow at hand and I think and, um, both teams need need the win I think probably more so Hibs I think because Hibs, Hibs this season is Falling a bit flat. We know they're going to be in the playoffs. Dundee United are, as we've said, fighting for their lives, and it's going to be maybe maybe now you might actually see it. It, it could be a distraction for them. They need to get out of that hole. But I personally think they're down anyway. So um, it would be pretty, pretty bizarre to think that they they go and win the cup but get relegated. You know, we've seen it in England. But, uh, yeah, Aye. but and then Dundee are playing Europe next year, <laughs> which would be strange. So how do you see it going tomorrow then, Lewis? Uh, it's very hard to kind of tell um, I think a lot of it depends on what Hibs team turns up because um, you know if this was a Hibs team from a couple of months back and I think everyone would be saying that they'd be uh, favourites for this match but um, you know Stubbs has a tendency to be quite stubborn um, hey. no, no pun intended there um, <laughs> I think Dunn United are quite a it's hard to say, but they're quite an easy team to kind of break down. I feel. Um, I think um, playing kind of Route One football. I think you know you, you put balls over the top, over the defenders, and that. I think you know you'll probably beat them. Um, the Hibs don't really play like that, um, and it's whether you know Stubbs uh, changes the way they play, which could happen after losing the two late goals they did against Falkirk. You know, that could maybe be a bit of a wake up call for them to be a bit more tighter at the back. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Obviously, the Hibs have got the fact of the playoffs coming up, and um, from their point of view, I think the, the playoff final has been scheduled for what, the day after the cup final, something like that. You know, mm. so it's the same last year. Yeah, um, it's not ideal for them. Whatever way you look at it, um, they've got a lot of games coming up, and um, I, I, as well as that, I think both teams are expecting a horse as well in the final. I don't think either team would go in with a lot of expectations going in. Is this the second third place playoff tomorrow? If that makes sense. You get what I'm saying? You're asking the wrong person for that, really, I suppose. I'm never going to say that. Well, I'm never going to obviously back Hibs to, to, to make the playoff. But I think. To make the playoff? I think you've under, misunderstood, Connor. I'm simply. It was a. It was a jovial remark. Basically, I'm saying, like Lewis was alluding to a second ago, <laughs> that um, the winner tomorrow. Will lose the final, so it was oh effectively right, sorry, sorry. they were effectively playing, <laughs> playing to finish second. So I'll rephrase that. 
you know what I mean now, yeah? Yeah, I do. I, well, I would think so. I, I, can't, I would never back any of those two teams against Celtic or Rangers at the moment. I think it's interesting. These two teams in the past two games that I've saw have showed that they can you know, <clears throat> rip teams apart with some of the football they play at mm. times. Yeah. Dundee United in that first half should have been three, four, five goals up against Marcus Thistle. <laughs> Hibs, not to quite the same extent, <laughs> but... But they played some really good stuff. You yeah. can't deny that. I'm not going to deny that. And uh, at times they had Falkirk pinned right back on, on Tuesday night. So they've both got you know great prowess going forward. Good players. Hibs probably more so individually than Dundee United. But there's the potential there. If, if it does just click on these teams, and this is this is what they've not matches recently. If it does click for them. Um, I think, and to click for both of them more so, we could see a really, really good game. Both teams going after Hammer and Tom and, and you know, plenty of goals. But by the same account, it's a difficult one for the managers to approach because in the past couple of games they've seen nothing less than a collapse in some ways from their teams. And that must play on their minds. Do they go for it because they know that on their day they can rip teams apart with the way they play? Or do they have to kind of think, well... I need to make sure we don't concede first because we've been, you know, <clears throat> some disastrous kind of results recently, the two of them. And it's how do you approach that? I'd like to see them both go for it. They'll say in advance that they'll both go for it. But to be honest, it wouldn't surprise me if, if Hibs line up with Cummings and, and Stokes up front. Uh, and that's going to be their standard this year. It hasn't worked at times, but it's not going to change it probably going to a semi-final. And Dundee United... They, I think, will be a little more reserved because they've had that defeat against Hibs already this year. They've been beaten 3-0 by them. They know how Hibs can play on their day. And by that, I think you will see Dundee United actually, strangely, the Premiership team having to sit back and soak up a bit of pressure, at least for the first kind of half an hour, 20 minutes even. Yeah, Hibs have got a really good record against Premiership teams this season, Ross. They've beaten likes of Inverness, Hearts... Dundee United, of course, earlier on in the season, the League Cup, Aberdeen as well. I think Ross County are the only Premiership team to have beaten them this season. Do you see that as a factor going into the game tomorrow? I think this is a completely different situation now. I mean, we've seen the kind of Jekyll and Hyde of Hibs this season of really good and really bad now. Um, I think going into it, I don't think either set of fans will be optimistic, which is bizarre going into a semi-final. Probably unlike anything we've seen before. You know, neither set set of fans will be... uh, pleased with what they've seen in recent times but I would still maybe just t- fancy Hibs um, I think you know they've got they've got players on that side who are game changers um, and I think if you know the likes of McGinn on, on form in the midfield I think you know he could be a key player Dundee United you never know what you're going to get with them you know especially in recent times they could come out and they could score a few goals but equally in defence they've been pretty poor so it'll be interesting to see and you honestly can't call it mm. I'd be interested to see how the bookies have actually lined it up. Yeah, Johnny and I were looking at this earlier on in the week. I can't remember now. I actually can't remember at all. I, I had a feeling that I want to say Hibs were slight favourites, yeah. but I couldn't. I could actually tell you now. But they're both like I think it was like fifteen to eight and seven to four. Like it's really tight. I was thinking of this as well. Would you think Hibs would prefer a Scottish Cup? Win or back in the Premiership? Scottish, Scottish Cup win. Get that. Get that Yeah. Get that I think see so. that kind of plays into why I think Dundee United will win the game because I think Hibs have got to look at a team that just want the season over. Mm. Um, Dundee United, I think <clears throat> it's kind of bizarre and obviously with the, with the Gavin Gunning incident last weekend as well. It's kind of it's, it seems to be one thing or another from Dundee United, but 
I can probably comment more on Hibs because obviously they're in the same division as, as my team. They just have to look at a team that are shattered, to be honest. I think when you think about it as well, they've played just about, if we take out obviously the Pets Fat Cup, they've played just about every single game that they could have done this season. They've got to a League Cup final. They're in the semi-final of the Scottish Cup. They've had replays in the Scottish Cup. Replays, well. They've had They've still got games in hand to play. They've now got the playoffs to go through, which they could play through from third, which is an extra game there. And if they win tomorrow, then they've got a cup final as well. So they've essentially almost completed a Scottish football season like with every competition available to them. So I think, I, I think they're tired. I think there's very low morale there as well. I think you can talk about... Hibs individual quality and players there but for me I just think for them I think they realise that the, the thing that and this is the thing Stubbs was the one throughout the season was very much talking about how their rivals were Rangers and how they can win the title and after we beat them at Ibrox in December they seem to just fall away dramatically and I think for them they've realised now that what they've set out to achieve this season is gone and I think they realise how difficult it's going to be for them to even get out of the, the championship and for me, I think their attention should be more on the championship. I think it will be, and I think the fact that they are going to be, they do look like a tired side to me. And I think that you can see that by the fact that they lost two goals very late on on Tuesday night. Um, and, you know, from people that were at the Alloa game um, at the weekend as well have said they were just so lethargic and they just weren't the kind of hibs that they've been talked up to be, the really energetic, kind of pacey, dangerous side. I think teams have figured out how to play against them. I think when you add a lot of their players, a few of them, the likes of Cummins and um, McGinn, there's a few more as well, have played international games lately mm-hmm. as well. Probably doesn't help that their best players have been playing international football. I'd actually say that they're, for me, that kind of collapse goes away back just to the Morton game, which I'd blame was that was at the start of March. Like I, that wasn't long ago. I would I would say that that because it was all if you remember it was all going along nicely for them and their season has just since that three 0 defeat seems to have killed off their season almost because they've they've won two games since then Inverness in the cup and Livingston at home which they came from behind to win they've like lost like yeah, seven I think, games. I think the League Cup final defeat probably had a big effect on them yeah. as well, um, without doubt. I think that's mentally, you know, for the rest of the season, they've been looking at that as a massive opportunity to win, you know, win a major trophy. Um, so that's always going to have effect. But you're right; it's just been a complete, a complete demise for them um, from earlier on in the season. So it'll be interesting to see how they pick themselves up even for next season as well, um, mm. and if they can hold on to players like Cummings. Uh, Do you think stops goes then? If they don't, I think that's one of the questions we've been saying, and actually for later on, right. I think it was if they don't win the cup and they don't go up, I think you'll get sacked. I think you should this like. Nah, I don't think you will. I don't. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just because, again, it goes back to the point of Stubbs has talked himself into a bit of a corner here because for so long he was going on about how they were they were rivals with Rangers and they were title contenders and things like that. That's not happened. He, taught, he even said things about treble and winning cups and things like that. So a failure to get promotion, I think, would probably have been the number... Uh, promotion would have been the number one priority, I think we all agree, for Hibs this season. Mm-hmm. And then to get into that position, to finish third behind the Falkirk side that, fair enough, they've done tremendously well this season, but with the players in the Hibs side... You would you would have thought that they would have been the whole club would have been very confident of finishing above Falkirk and they would I mean they were confident enough of finishing above Rangers anyway and I think if they were to lose tomorrow and they weren't to get promoted I don't see any way he can stay because every objective that they've set out they failed and that's now two seasons 
um, whereby they haven't achieved their main objective, which would have been promotion. I suppose it's a, it's a debate to be had anyway. Connor Park, you're shaking your head. What possibly could you be shaking your head about? Well, I think, you know, I, I do agree with a lot of what Callum said. You know, they have in many ways, they've done their talking off the park as they're on the park and it's not worked. Um, for me, Alan Stubbs won't be sacked by Hibs. They're, they're, they're not in a, in a position to do that um, in terms of, I think the belief is still there within a lot of the the hierarchy that he's the man to lead them forward but I don't think Alan Stubbs himself will stay at Hibs because rightly or wrongly even if Hibs don't get promotion or win the cup I still think Alan Stubbs is going to bigger and better things this summer yeah I was going to say I um, think I think we forget that he's been strongly linked to the Celtic job you know I mean which is bizarre but you know up until say two months ago you know Hibs were looking it was in line for manager of the season, possibly if they had went on. I'd go as far as saying he was almost a stick on back then. If the yeah. way the way they were doing in terms of like yeah. they were they were challenging Rangers to have a bigger budget because mm-hmm. they, they were in a title race with Rangers. We yeah. can't forget that they were doing well in the League Cup, <coughs> they were doing well in the Scottish Cup. But now, I mean, you look at them now, and as I said the other day on the page, they're they're challenging with Rafe now mm-hmm. for fourth place. We, we were talking to a guy that we were talking to him, but we heard uh, some comedians behind us in the training uh, Tuesday night after the game. And he's saying about them having, what, nine games this month, six next month. Like he's, They've completely shot themselves in the foot this season. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. Hibs have gone... <clears throat> there's no denying Hibs in terms of... Even Rangers have got a far bigger squad. They have got... Um, play, bigger? I didn't say better. I, 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 I disagree. Said, said Rangers have got a bigger squad. I said Hibs have got a bigger squad. Hibs have got a bigger squad than Rangers, sorry. Right. They have got... <clears throat> A number of players that would walk in that are not even playing just now, or even on the bench, you could say, and could walk in to every other team in the division, including Falkirk, apart from Rangers. I, I would even say, and I'm, I don't know if you'd disagree, but you look at the Hibs bench other night. They had Liam Henderson come on, who you'd yeah. probably agree would start for Falkirk every yes. week. Now, the point with that is they've, they've gone all season about how I've got a, a big, great squad and. I trust in all of these players, I put my faith behind all these players, um, and it's been commented on by other managers that Hibs have got bigger resources, yet, you know, and this is no disrespect to a team like Dumbarton, they've got players who went into national duty, and weeks and weeks in advance, they postpone a, game, a home game against Dumbarton. Mm-hmm. Now, for a club that's got that sort of squad, and knowing the battle that they were in, in terms of at that point when they postponed, I think they're probably starting a title race. Um, why are you calling these games off when you had players that okay they're maybe not as good as John McGinn because he's maybe your best player in the squad mm. but for a championship side mm. could come in and do a job and ultimately it's their own decision making I think and failure to look ahead that's cost them you know had somebody sat down there instead of just going oh we've not got John McGinn and Jason Cummins and they let's postpone that game if someone had sat down and said well but we have got Danny Carmichael who has okay. He's, he's not exactly going to move in, maybe even the Premiership. But for the Queen of the South, the past three years, who are a better team than the Barton, who they were going to be playing, he's done terrifically well for them, and has changed games for them. You know why? It almost seems like what was the point in signing them? What's the point in signing he, these he's, he's almost shown, and it was a criticism we heard as well on Tuesday night. That he doesn't want to change his team. You've got uh, the boy 
diagonal who's scored goals down south for fun. You had Islam Farouz at the start of the season. You've got a couple more I can't even think of. Strikers, El Alagui, oh, that aren't even getting a look in. Look at the benches from Tuesday night. Falkirk had five strikers on the bench because we couldn't play anybody else. And the only defender was Alan Mabry, who's now a coach. You know what I mean? We, we couldn't make any changes. But yet, with those enforced, that enforced bench, Peter Houston still managed to make two date changes that changed that game. Could Stubbs do the same? That's the question. Callum Fisher? I think I probably agree with what, what Connor was saying there. I think it's a real case. Hibs haven't been able to see the woods for the trees this season. I think, for me, it's always, for, for a large part, up until that game in December at Ibrox, it was always about Stubbs going, Rangers, Rangers, Rangers. Our squad is this, that and the next thing. But it's Rangers, Rangers, Rangers. And it was always a thing. Obsessed. Of, well, no, well... I wouldn't use that term, but it, it was almost as if the games against Rangers and what Rangers were doing were more important about what his team, his team was doing. And I think, and you even hear it from, I think it was Tavernier came out and said it the other week, those words really motivated Rangers to go on, push on and win the title. And I think for Hibs this season, it's been more about, it's been more about, you know, the games against Rangers and what Rangers are doing for Hibs for a lot of this season than it has been about what, what, what they are doing. And I think it's been kind of tunnel vision on what we're doing from Stubbs um, and that's why I think he's backed himself into a corner mm. There are of course two teams playing in the match at Hamden tomorrow though so let's talk a wee bit about Dundee United just for the next few minutes Lewis, uh, you've seen a wee bit of them this season, am I right in saying so? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen them <coughs> against us a few times We're assuming that they're down now, yeah? Ah, they're de- definitely down, I think we said actually before the split, I think we all agreed that Five points yeah. had to be something, but five points in the same house. So it's yeah. it's it's completely over for them, in my opinion. I think it's just a matter of uh, when, not if. Um, I mean, obviously they've not been helped this week with the whole Gavin Gunning situation. Yeah, I want to ask you about that because that can't have a good effect, a positive effect <laughs> on the team at all. Because it was it was a strange statement they said out as well. With yeah. The club were making no further comment. Well, I, I don't know what's. Um, happened because I think Mixu maybe came out in a, in a press conference mm. and said that um, oh he's, he's not been he's not been sacked or something he's there's not, a bit of miscommunication he said that it wasn't due to him picking up the right, ball yeah. there's other things but, yeah, but uh, that's, I mean, uh, that's I, complete lies I don't, I don't buy that I think, I, I, I think, I think if it maybe wasn't all to do with the ball it's certainly the final straw was picking up a ball during I, a game I think maybe part of it uh, is the fact that obviously he's out of contract in the summer and maybe they're trying to protect him but um, they're still paying him to the summer as well I think from what I've heard that yeah. he's still a well he's an employee to a certain extent been paid but he won't be playing yeah. I mean, it seems an early deal for Gunning to be honest it was early I mean, I mean we all saw it it was just laughable really quite bizarre, bizarre. yeah mm. uh, I mean I mean stuff like that just the, the, the morale and stuff it does not help it whatsoever um, um, I, I do think Again, like I think Hibs will win, but you know both teams. It, it's one of these finals where I think you think it's either going to be a complete bore fest and it's everything that we are we are predicting, or it's going to be like four the, the Falkirk uh, Hibs game four three or something. It's a, an amazing game. Um, I look forward to. It. I think we'll, we'll see what happens. But I mean, I don't think both set of fans are are, are maybe sharing my and, and, and excitement for it. What things kick off? Quarter past twelve tomorrow. I have told that only twenty thousand tickets have been sold. Almost half of Johnny Clark's uh, prediction of forty thousand inside. I'm sure he'll be be telling me that it was slightly less than that. But I'll just go round the table, Matt. I'll start with you. Who do you think will be in the final from tomorrow's game, and why? 
Um, I think Dundee United, because they have nothing to play for in the league now. I think Mixu might actually have been, he's not going to telecrest that, but I think he's ingrained that into the players that look. It's going to be very difficult to, for us to get to catch Kilmarnock. Um, yeah, so I think that put all their eggs in one basket, go for it tomorrow. I think it could be a really entertaining game, mm. but I think, I'm going to say Dundee United. I think they're going to win. Connor? Dundee United. Um, I think the way I've seen them play last Tuesday night against Partick, if they can turn up with that and take their chances, uh, they'll cause some problems. But I just think they'll do it in penalties. I think it'll be tight um, for, for a lot of the game, not by anything from the sides, but that wee bit of luck will fall to United on the day. Thistle, of course, you were referring to last Tuesday, not Partick. Lewis? Uh, I'm going for Hibs, actually. Um, it, it is all if and, ifs and buts, but um, I'm... If you look back to the game against Falkirk, as you said, you know they were the better team for the majority of that match, the vast majority of that match, um, and it was just a lapse of concentration right then, which was, you know, not good enough for them. But I think that that will hopefully give Hibs a kind of kick up the backside that they need to you know, strengthen the defence come Saturday. And I think, I mean, I think on the paper they're a better side than the United, in my opinion. You know, I love to call draws, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I can't. Um, Penalties. Yeah, I'd, I'd, nah, I'd maybe just fancy Hibs, uh, probably an extra time. I think it's going to be tight. I think there'll be one goal in it. Um, but I think Hibs, just with the the players they've got, I think they've got a wee bit more quality than Dundee United. Um, and I think it would actually make for a better final if Hibs got there as well. Uh, Dundee United, basically, for all the reasons I've kind of outlined in the past 10 minutes or so. Um, I think it'll be. I do think it'll be close, but I do think Dundee United and the fact that it's Hibs as well, due to Hibs at a game. So, yeah. I think I think Hibs will win tomorrow. As I said earlier on, I just think they've got a, a wee bit more about them than Dundee United do. And just when I saw them Tuesday night, I just I thought as much as they chucked it away, and as negative as the scenes were after, I I think the Hibs fans they'd go home they'd be gutted about the result but I think they'd maybe think look that was a bit better we're playing against a good Falkirk side and we controlled large parts of the match so I think I can see them building in that tomorrow I also think Dundee United are just so low in confidence probably even even lower than Hibs in terms of going down and I just think that Hibs will Hibs will win tomorrow I think extra time though and I think hopefully this goes and I'll go 3-2 Hibs after extra time with the match finishing 2 all. And then they will be into the final. Whoever wins tomorrow will be into the final to play either Celtic or Rangers. The game that I think we've had a lot of anticipation this week, um, especially on, on the radio forums and on Sky Sports News. Sky Sports going a bit mental and uh, going into Murray uh, Park. Do you, you see them walking in and Warburton just kind of him acting as if he was like completely surprised that uh, Rob Watton was walking Kenny in. Kenny Miller's wave. As well, I didn't see that. It's like the Delhi Alley. Jeez, Kenny Miller's wave when he was having his lunch. Uh, But that was fun. But it just goes to show that the the effect this game's having on the British media in terms of Sky, because there's no other game I don't think that would probably get that at the moment in Scottish football anyway. From a negative point of view, you could say it's the only game Sky care about up here. Well, quite possibly, quite possibly, but um, how, we'll start with a neutrals point of view, we've got how many, three neutrals here, we'll start with the, the Aberdeen point of view from Matt Finlay wearing his, his red hoodie here. It's not what, Aberdeen colours, but... Um, what, are you, what are you thinking about this game on Sunday? I'm, I'm a bit unsure, I think, that I think that Celtic now have, have hit a bit of form. I, I said it a few weeks back, or months back, so it was when the draw was made, I thought, right, when this game comes around... It really depends on how well Celtic are playing. 
But Rangers, for me, there's still no, there's not any pressure on them. I, I believe. I mean, maybe a bit of pressure to prove a point that they belong where they belong. They're going back up, obviously. I thought it spells last week watching Rangers that weren't great against Falkirk. Eh, sorry, Peterhead. I don't think that they. Um, uh, I think Peterhead were very unlucky against them. Uh, however, I think Celtic are are a strong a strong team, and if they put out their best team, they're going to win. And I think if they, if it's all really about the stopping Griffiths, I think. But I, I mean, if you go back to if you look at the fixture last year, I mean, the likes of beat on, he just completely strolled that game. And I, I know it was against like Ian Black and that, <laughs> so it's a, it's a it's a bit different, you know. Like, but I mean, it's still a relatively inexperienced Rangers midfield, and beat on for me glides through games without having to do any do much. Scott Brown will be fired up for it, you know he will. Um, and you know, I, I just think that I think Rangers defence might be a bit ropey against uh, Lee Griffiths. I think that it's going to be tough for them. It's going to be. I think it'll be a, an exciting game. I'm, I'm definitely going to be better than last year's fixture. I think yeah. everyone knows that. Um, but I don't care who wins. I don't care about the fixture as a neutral in terms of like. I, I honestly just don't care. I, I don't care who wins really. But it's, it's I'll watch the game because it'll be on at my work. But I mean, I'm not really that. I'm not that fussed. I just want it to be over with. I think. I think um, there's a few. Certainly, I've got a few pals and. Celtic fans wise I mean, um, that go to the games all the time and some of them are just thinking I just want it over with I think that the press have obviously built up and we yeah. talked just there about how Sky have completely gone overboard with it because they, they believe that that's the only fixture that actually exists in Scottish mm-hmm. football and it may just sound a bit better because of the fact that it's not it's not my team and I'm, Aberdeen are obviously a lot smaller than, than the old firm but you know I think uh, I just think it'll be I think once this game's over we'll see if Celtic lose, there's going to be a bigger aftermath. Cut. There'll be a post mortem about it. I think uh, we may see the end of Ronnie Dyla soon. So. I think. Um, however, you know, I mean, we we've got to look at it too. If if Rangers do pull off a win, then you've got to credit them. I think more than anything, it would just show how far they have came in the short space of time and how good a manager Mark Warburton probably is. Yeah, definitely. Matt was talking a wee bit about the Rangers defence there, Connor. Celtic defence hasn't exactly been short of criticism this season either. How do you? Rate the two defences. Who has the better defence? It's a hard one. I think you know there's more scope for Rangers to have a, an off day. I think because I, I would imagine that they will be put under more pressure. The Rangers defence, and it's up to the likes of Danny Wilson to stand up and, and be counted because there is definite definite flaws there that can be exposed in the Rangers defence I think I've seen it enough times this year and it's it's actually more so to their credit you know you get full backs that are great going forward and can cause teams all sorts of problems and I'm talking about one in particular here in Tavernier but defensively he's not great um, and you know there's definitely areas to exploit there as they go up can Celtic get in behind that's where Lee Griffiths comes into his own uh, making runs I think the Celtic defence will have to stand strong at points, but ultimately they're probably going to have less pressure on them throughout the game, and that might just be enough to, to kind of see them through. Um, but you know, it's, it's, up, it's up to. The, I mean, the Rangers do defend to their capabilities. They've got players there that can more than hold their own. But a couple of times this year, particularly in recent weeks, was it three they lost to Ray, three they lost to Falkirk, Queen of the South, uh, Queen of the South. How many was three there as well? So. You know, that's not the sort of form you want to be showing when it's such a massive game when they are going to be under a lot of pressure, I think. But 
Equally, it's up to Celtic to take the game to them. They can't settle on their laurels. They can't just be, let's just pass the ball round. You know, they need to go for it. They need to do it because ultimately the expectations for Celtic to win this game. Um, the pressure is there. Can they handle it? Hmm. Hope we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Roundabout answer from Connor. Ross, do you agree that all of the pressure here is on Celtic or do you think it's an old firm game and pressure on Rangers as well? I genuinely think it's more on Celtic. Um, obviously, there is a wee bit of pressure on Rangers just with the, the decent season that they've had, obviously, um, and the fact they're coming up next year. I think if you know Celtic were to go out and win, say, 4 0, 5 0, then I think there'd be people angry at Warburton um, and what was going on there. Um, I think there would. Um, Dyla is obviously in a difficult situation, uh, more so than Warburton, obviously. Uh, I think Celtic are very much fancied to, to win this match um, and I expect there to be goals I think both defences are rank rotten um, both teams look pretty dangerous going forward so yeah I think there'll be goals maybe a 4-2 or a 3-1 to Celtic but yeah I fancy Celtic to win Seems like a lot of folk are saying there's going to be goals in this game I'm actually of the, the different belief I think it'll be one goal to win it I don't know why I quite think that I just think that I just think that the recently the defences actually haven't shipped too many goals either team and I think Celtic have won the last Rangers have okay, two recent, last recently games. I meant like the two last games basically and even before then I think Rangers only conceded a f- three goals in about eight games or something like that they did quite well I just think when you look at the game the game on Sunday I just think it'll be I think it'll be cagier than a lot of folk are saying I think it'll be a good game but I don't think it's going to be this 4-3 game that a lot of people think I think it'll be cagey, um, but I think the fact that both teams' defences are so so poor, I think Rangers are littered with players who think they're better than they actually are. I like say Danny Wilson, Rob Keane, and I don't think they're as good as what uh, people make out. Um, I think Tavernier is a better player going forward than he than he is defensively um, as well. But equally, I think you know Celtic players, like Stefan Johansson, hasn't been the same player he's been. Um, but equally, Celtic have got more options. You know, you've got likes of Rogic who could come in. You've got Mackay Stevens, you've got your Armstrongs, you've got Scott Allen, you know what I mean? There's, there's players. <laughs> Aye, well, exactly. But, you know, there's arguments there that these players should be getting more of a chance, which is a nice situation for them to be in. Um, but, no, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, but I certainly think there's. Rangers have got to be careful. Uh, sorry for cutting you off there, Ross. I was waiting for you to pause it. Rangers have got to be careful, though, so because, I mean, tactically, obviously, we all know how good they are going forward. They play that kind of 4 3 3. They go with the, with the wide players. They really have to, I think, Celtic will just dictate the midfield. I, I, I touched on it earlier about Brown and Beaton. I think that they may, they're going to be fired up for it. However, I think Rangers, like, the, with the likes of Tavernier and um, Wallace ploughing forward, they're, they're leaving spaces. I mean, they've got away with it a lot of the time this year in the Championship because teams are scared to attack them. Celtic aren't. Celtic can't. Celtic have to attack. And with the way yeah. Celtic play, usually as well, you're kind of attacking midfielders mm-hmm. throughout that team. I don't think the likes of Tavernier and Wallace, I think you'll see a different type of game plan from Rangers. I don't think you'll see them bombing forward quite as much. I don't think there's a scope to do it with the amount of attacking players that Celtic have got. I fully expect to see both managers playing the way they've played all season. I think you'll see... Celtic with the four, two, three, one that served them pretty well all season. I think you see Rangers with the the formation to play four, with three, three, yeah the two the two wing backs and the wingers kind of going forward as well. I just I think I, I don't think either managers a plan B manager. Warburton said himself the plan, plan A plan B is to do plan, plan B. And Ronnie Tyler has been accused of only having a plan A as well. Just we'll get the two the Rangers fan and the Celtic fan just to run through your 
your um, lineup that you think will play, not the lineup you would play, the lineup you think you'll play, starting with you, Callum, for Rangers, just because um, Rangers came out of the hat first? Well, for, obviously, for them, we keep it up with the standard back four of uh, Tav, Wilson, Kiernan, Wallace. The three will be ball. I'm sorry, I'm trying to do this quickly because I don't think the listeners want me to just take forever to go through the Rangers team. Um, Balls, Holden, Mid, Halliday, Holt, Miller, Mackay. Sorry, Miller, I Miller Mackay either side and Nicky Clark through the middle. But I would personally go with Dean Shields um, above uh, over Nicky Clark rather. Lewis, your Celtic team you think will play on Sunday? Um it's gone it's uh, Lustig, um I think there's been some debate about Sviachenko and Bayata, but I think that might might be the the two we see. Um obviously Tierney left back. I think he might go with Mulgrew maybe. And uh, Brown, maybe in the midfield, or, or as you said, maybe Brown and Beaton. Um, it'll be one of the two between Beaton and Mulgrew. I think Mulgrew may be maybe favoured for his experience in the past. I think Commons. Um, I know he's not started. I would definitely play him. I don't know. I don't know if he'll get a start in the team, but um, I mean, he would be in my team. Uh, Johansson, I think we'll both play because of Dyla. Again, wouldn't be in my team, uh, but. I think I think a key as well is Robert starting. I think he is the key for Celtic. If he starts, um, I would be quite confident going into it. And obviously Griffiths up front as well. Who would you play, Roberts? Then because I heard some talk earlier on in the week saying that you'd maybe put Roberts, who plays on the right, you'd yeah. maybe have him on the left against Tavernier, almost picking the weaker fullback. Because there's no doubt Tavernier yeah. is a weaker fullback than Wallace, and almost putting. Uh, Roberts on that side do you think he'll do that or do you think he'll go with perhaps Mackay Stephen or Armstrong or dare I say it James Forrest I hope he doesn't go with James Forrest um, I think I think I, I know what you're saying I mean I think that is, is a key kind of area of the pitch and it is something that Celtic can exploit but um, if it was me I would not be playing Brown and Beaton in the midfield Um I think when both of them have played together, I think they've both been kind of slow the pace of the game down a wee bit. And I think when we're playing Rangers, I think that's the opposite of, 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 of how we're going to win. If we need to win, which we obviously do, but um, in order to win, I think we need to play with some pace and attack them, basically. And I don't think that Brown and Beaton are the two guys we'd need in that, that area. Um, I think, again, I think a lot of it just depends on how Celtic can perform. I think another thing that we've completely missed in this is the pitch. Um, last year it was yeah. a complete shambles. Um, I saw some uh, photos of it yesterday. Yeah, and it's the, been real head. The, reflect, yeah, the, the opinion from, I think it was Alan Stubbs and Mixie Patalainen, was that it's actually not too bad. Whether that'll be doing alright after a full game on the Saturday, yeah. having been relayed and given, what, two days to bed in? What's the weather like today? It's alright. It's alright, but um, I'd be a wee bit sceptical of whether... That pitch. That, that would probably... <laughs> <laughs> I'd be, I'd be, it's alright. I'd be um, a wee bit sceptical about the pitch on Sunday. Carl, um, <clears throat> it's difficult because I mean the pitch was was fairly shocking last week um, for the Petrofac uh, Cup final, and we did uh, we did fine on that. Um, I don't know. It's, I never. I think it's maybe been made too much of it. I think you know we. I mean, I've got more. I think everybody here's got their own opinions in Hampden as a stadium, and and obviously it is a bit shocking that we're coming to two showpiece games of the Scottish football calendar, and the pitch was in such a, a horrific yes. condition. Um, was it bad for the Scotland game against Denmark? Yeah, nah. I can't bad? even remember. I think so. What's happened to it in like the last week, week and a half since then? Yeah, I think. I mean, it was getting really just after the Denmark game. I think. I think was it? Was, I think that was. 
what it, what the you know the the plan was anyway for it. But it's yeah. just I mean we've got to remember it's not going to be as bad as last year. I don't think it could oh, possibly be. I mean the two semi-finals were a, were as a sh- <laughs> as a showpiece were a disgrace yeah. because that, of it. That's my point. My yeah. point isn't. I don't think it's going to affect either team on Saturday okay. or Sunday. Really, I disagree that it will help Rangers. I don't. I don't know I, where you get that. I, I think I think yeah. both teams. Maybe last year I'd agree to a certain extent, but I think this year both teams like to get the ball in the deck. All four teams, to be honest, like to mm. try and play good football. But I just think in terms of the actual showpiece. And we've talked about this game being live. Let's be honest; it's the biggest game in Britain this weekend, in my opinion. Yep. The only one that comes close is Man City Chelsea. I don't think, in terms of what that means, I don't think it's as big in terms of the old firm game. So, to have a pitch, hopefully the pitch is looking good. I just think to have a terrible pitch for a massive game just completely just slams our game, our national game. To have a a kind of tatty field for two big teams playing against each other in a semi-final in the national stadium would just be diabolical. I agree with that, and I think you know it's obviously a major issue, and for people watching from down south after all this build-up, and they'd be thinking that's pretty poor. But personally, I think it's teams looking to get their excuses in before the game's even taking place. You know, um, I think with Angels and Celtic, I think you know it's something they'll look back on if you know, when one of the teams loses. You know what I mean? I think Robert and will look at it and say. Oh, that played a part, or or referees' decisions played a part. You know, it wouldn't necessarily be their fault. Um, why would you be surprised if Auburn did that? Because he's not he's not got real previous for it. I mean, I know he's criticised the Arsenal pitch in terms of what it can do in terms of harming players. He's not criticised it in terms of it when it's cost us if it's cost us results or anything like that. Pretty sure he mentioned it after the Aloha yeah, game. I'm they brought, sure they brought the sideline. Brought, it, brought up about the fact that they brought it, they brought the pitch in. I know it's a couple of different matter, but at the same time, you know, he does have previous. I think off. it was more of I think he was getting what, asked about what what his point, I think what his point was that if you have in the in professional leagues, I don't think he's very keen on astroturf or synthetic mm-hmm. pitches. But I don't think. That um, I, I don't think I, I honestly don't I I wouldn't really expect it because if Celtic were to lose I don't really expect it from either manager that the pitch will be pinpointed by either of them as a factor because I just I don't think it's going to play that much of a major role. I there. think there'll be so many other things to ta- talk yeah, about oh, the definitely. the missed chance or the red card or the penalty call. I think there'll be I think there's more chance of uh, Craig Thompson getting a slagging than there is a pitch to be honest. Um, what was I going to say there? I was going to talk about something else. I I was going to say uh, just to Logan Taylor if he's listening, just to tune out right now. But is it time to go off on a tangent that Queens Park stop playing at Hamden and we move them? Opinion? Yes and no, but it is also they they have played there since. You look at Wembley, you look at the Millennium Stadium, look yeah. at the Aviva Stadium, they're all cracking oh, surfaces. Even Windsor Park, which is probably a much lower standard well, of stadium well, than the Wembley, rest. but you mentioned that there. Wembley's had about 40 pitches in it since it's since it came in. because it's Decent, though. Yeah, no, no I mean, that, that's ones. been criticised heavily. I mean, I'm, anyway, back to what we're talking about at Queen's, I think that I agree. I don't think really, I mean, it, lo- it does look silly, and it, I mean, but. You know, that's. I don't think that's something that'll ever change. There's a lot of talk of the future of Hamden, how the I think the SFA lease is up in a few years' time next year. So, we've had this discussion about what we what we do with the national team. I mean, if it was up to me, I mean, I, I like the idea of having a national stadium, but at the same time, it doesn't help that okay, it gets played on. Um, I don't really know. Uh, you could probably argue about well, eighteen league games, but then you've got Scotland games. You've got so that, that's probably like about what, five, 
four, five Scotland then, games. Then you've the got four semi-finals and the final, and two finals. You know, you're looking at possibly thirty games on it potentially. But if we moved Not it, quite you'd probably go into. You'd probably be thinking Celtic Park or Ibrox yeah. or Scotland games, wouldn't you? Which is in the same problem. Was the the cup final, the League Cup final, Aberdeen won at Parkhead. The League Cup final, yeah, the Scottish Cup final, St Johnson won at Parkhead. The semi-finals at Ibrox, the Scotland games at Ibrox and Parkhead. Were any of them seen as failures? It's not no, the same. I, I I think it's a very simplistic kind of viewpoint to say that this is Queen's Park. I think it's completely down in Hamden staff, um, the ground staff. Mm-hmm. Um, even something like um, not having the kind of synthetic type, the kind of fifty-fifty, with half of it's grass and half of it's uh, synthetic, and they, they've got it in the Emirates and they've got it, and I think they've got it in Wembley as well. You know, that's something to look into. You know, invest in the pitch. I, I, I don't see why you know that's not an option. It's it's, it's not acceptable. No, I don't think. And I'm putting that out there. I'm not. For one reason, get an excuse in for any of the four teams for the pitch. I think the right teams will win on Saturday and Sunday, but I just don't think it's acceptable. And hopefully, the pitch isn't good. See, I don't think it's acceptable to have a, a mediocre pitch as a national when the world stadium. Is exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think everything about Hamden is mediocre. Yeah. To be honest, from the stadium itself to the pitch to the parking facilities. Yeah. We do, of course, like to be balanced, though. So, Connor Park, yeah, like talk, talk up the national stadium that you you love. Well, I wouldn't say love, but I think, you know, I think there's a lot, it's an easy thing to just, it's a bit predictable now, this whole same thing over all the pitch, all the atmosphere, all the, you know, when, it's not, I I just don't understand, everybody says there's no atmosphere, see when you get a Scotland game, or a cup final, or Sunday, when or tomorrow as well, possibly, I know it'll be a great crowd, but the atmosphere will still be there, of course it'll still be there, Old Firm will be absolutely <coughs> rocking, Scotland games it's rocking, but I think, the reason why, I think, I think, I think people I know Rangers and Celtic, I think Scotland games there, I think the atmosphere but is the, overrated to such a ridiculous but the, degree. The point that people Hamden. make is that Hamden is not conducive, conducive to creating a good atmosphere, it's not... You know, it's not been created yeah. for that. You know, athletic stadiums. I don't care where you are; it's never a good atmosphere. Um, mm-hmm. the, the traditional way will not have a good atmosphere. Of course, as uh, Cal says, um, I think it's been held by the people in there. I think we've got passionate yeah. fans. I think that's. Aye, it's, it's, there's no doubt the old firm games at Parkhead and Ibrooks are much louder, much better, much. Uh, more vociferous yes. than Hamden. The Island game was the best atmosphere Scotland wise. I, I, com- I completely agree. The thing is, though, I've been to more games at Hamden with a good atmosphere than I have not. I, I, like, then, then there's been a poor atmosphere. Usually, because I've been to a game and it's usually a bit sold out. I mean, when I, went, I started going to Scotland games about ten years ago, longer than that, you know, they were always sold out. Like even the Bertie Vokes games were sold out, you know, and then. It was genuinely a great atmosphere. I, I believe that, and I still believe it. Whenever I've been to Aberdeen, albeit I've still never seen Aberdeen win there, we've still brought we've still brought fifteen, well between fifteen twenty twenty thousand mm. twenty two thousand last year to semi final, and it's a good atmosphere. It just doesn't help with the fact that like you're playing against possibly a smaller club, and the and the crowd's obviously going to be smaller. Like from their part, and then there's gaps in the stadium. They still managed to get a healthy atmosphere at the cup final last year, the Scottish Cup final, you know, and that was albeit they chucked in a random neutral section just to kind of fill the seats. We talked about it a few weeks back on the preview for the for the Denmark game. Um, I think that that is in a lot of people's minds of how Hamden can be a negative because the atmosphere at that Denmark game was just a joke. And we, we talked about it before, how we shouldn't have even played there. 16,000 turned up. Uh, seats were everywhere. It was just a... It was just... Yeah. Like, there was empty seats everywhere, sorry. You know, it was... 
So we've got to look at it, I think, and it's a future topic, obviously. I and mean, this this weekend, the, the crowds will be, albeit full on the Sunday, half full on the sun, on the Saturday. I believe that each team has a right to play in a semi final, uh, like a Scottish Cup semi final, at the national stadium. League Cup's a little bit different, I think. Uh, something about it, League Cup, you get the impression that that should be played on the road, depending on who's playing in it. However, you know, you've got the right, you play four games, you win the games, or in Hibs' case, like six games. You know, it it will still, the fans create the atmosphere, and we'll go back to the pitch, obviously, when it comes. I mean, the pitch is never going to be perfect. No pitch in Scotland is perfect. Like, the old firm could be criticised of being, of their pitches being terrible. We had a game postponed, we had a game pitch yeah. poor this I remember a couple, in the last season that Rangers were in the Premier League, it was a joke. You know, the, yeah. the, the, the pitch, you're, I, rem- I remember certain fixtures where the pitch was just cutting up, so, I mean. Right, it's like, I mean, every yeah. pitch is bad. Yeah, I mean, every pitch that goes through that in Scottish football, I don't think it's unique to any particular I just but I think there is a trend developing a handing of it being awful quite yes, a lot I agree but we will return to this old firm game that we've somehow managed to skive away from <laughs> and we'll get your predictions same as the last game prediction and a reason or two 3-1 Celtic because I think that they're just going to be too good for Rangers that simple 2-0 Celtic reason <laughs> He says as he looks away into the distance. You notice you do that. You, you say something and then you just kind of you look away into obscurity. If ever you meet Connor Park, just ask him a question and see how he responds and see if he looks away. Well, it's too easy. Be prepared for half an hour of your life to be wasted uh, in the answer of it. I just, I just think overall they'll have too much for Rangers. Two <laughs> uh, one Celtic. I think it'll be a, as you said, I think it'll be a tight game, but uh, I'm expecting a few goals and. Um, I don't think both defences are uh, great, but I think Rangers is a lot worse than um, Celtics. I think Celtics' problems have been uh, maybe kind of emphasised a bit more in the media, and I don't, I don't think that's really the case as much as people want to have a go at it. 4 2 Celtic, but I think Rangers will score first early on, and it'll be a cracking game. I think it'll be really good. Hopefully. Good, good advert for Scottish football. Yeah, definitely. Um, can I plead the fifth in this and say. I'm not going to give a prediction because no, I don't. I don't no. do predictions with these no. games. That, that's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. No, I don't do predictions Deary with these games. Deary me, Deary me. I'm going to go for nil, nil. Not a chance. With Celtic winning an extra time, one nil. I think one goal. I think is what it'll take. But I think I think it'll be cagey. I think it'll be really cagey. I just think. I think, we could I think it'll be cagey. What's that, Mr. No prediction? I, I think we could see a similar game to, if you remember, the 2011 League Cup final. Mm-hmm. It's similar ways of going into it because if you remember then, Celtic had just thumped Rangers 3 0. They'd beaten them in the Cup as well. They'd had that 2 all draw with 10 minute eye. But Rangers were down and out almost going into that game and Rangers won. So I think, aye, I think that could be a similar kind of way of looking at the game in terms of Celtic being favourites. Just make a prediction. No doesn't do predictions anyway we hope you enjoy uh, if you've been lucky enough to get tickets for either of the games this weekend especially the game on Sunday tickets are like gold dust if you want to get along to the game tomorrow the first semi-final it is Hibernian against Dundee United at Hamden a couple of us going along and there are still tickets available they'll probably be selling them outside the stadium as well we'd think so we would encourage you all to go along to that because I think that I think that could be the good one this weekend in terms of goals. I think that could be the good one. 
Um, Callum Fisher has just departed us. Uh, thanks very much, Callum, and enjoy yourself uh, on Sunday. Um, hopefully, for Celtic fans, not too much. For Rangers fans, hopefully a lot. We will move into the SPFL lower leagues now. Uh, no championship games this weekend, Connor. In fact, no, sorry, a few championship games. No Falkirk this weekend, Connor. That's what I meant to say. But uh, you're in a bit of a high after Tuesday night. Certainly am. Um, that team just don't know when they're beaten, to be quite honest with you. Um, three minutes to go. Even the most optimistic of fans, probably me actually, would never have said that they were going to um, come back and get 2-2 <coughs> two, two from that. You've spent 87 minutes on the clock. But I did say after the first goal, you know, one chance is all it takes. And, and it came up and they played very, very well um, for those kind of passing minutes. They pinned them right back and it's a, it's a massive result in, in the face of the season. It felt like a win. In fact, I actually used the description after the game. That was a win, but just not quite three points at the end of it, you know, because the celebrations at the end between the, the, the players, the staff, it's the first time I've ever saw Peter Houston go out and celebrate with the fans like that. Um, and it signifies just how big a game it was. And I think after the game, even his interviews were, were, were class, you know, the way he managed to script um, what he was trying to say. Um, and he, he knew what he was doing but <laughs> fantastic, fantastic result so many great last minute goals for this team this year and, and they just they don't know when they're beating that's the only way I can put it Yeah, from a personal neutral vantage point Tuesday night we've already touched Nibs so I won't go into them Falkirk first well as you say as you said earlier I think they did start the game the better of the sides then they, they seemed to just struggle to keep the ball. I thought the likes of Hippolyte was pretty ineffectual. Sybil, I don't think, did too much either in an attacking sense anyway. And then they just seemed to, second half, you could just sense the Hibs fans getting more nervous as it was still 1-0. Falkirk had chances. McHugh came on, almost scored his first touch. Lee Miller had a kind of chance that he couldn't quite get in the end of as well. It then went 2-0, and you're thinking that's a wee bit harsh in Falkirk, although maybe you could even still argue that Hibs winning's not an unfair result in the balance of play. And then from somewhere, was it Hibbs' bad play? Was it Falkirk's um, going and not knowing when they're beating? As you say, was it a bit of both? Probably. And uh, Falkirk got a great point. But speaking as a neutral, really enjoyed the game. I thought it was it was only a crowd of 10,000, I think, but I thought it seemed a lot more than that. I thought the atmosphere was really good. A great travelling support over the short distance from Falkirk as well. And I really enjoyed it. I thought I think it was a real... It's a real big game feeling about it as well. I don't know if you agree in terms of the way players are flying into challenges. You can tell these teams don't like each other very much, Hibs and Falkirk. There was a few flashpoints. And I think I think if these two are in a playoff, I think red cards will be a pretty safe bet in both games. Because they've played... I mean, we were talking about after the game on Tuesday night. There's a lot of folk have a go at our system where you're playing each other four times. They say it's repetitive. But I think it does have its advantages sometimes when you've got teams like Falkirk and Hibs going for the fourth time they've played each other this season. Played each other, what, five times last season as well. And I think there's you start to get a real feeling of almost like a rivalry between the teams. <coughs> a, kind of, a, a rivalry that's grown just from playing each other. Because I think every game between the sides has been mightily close, really close. Um, so, yeah, I think going ahead, I fancy Falkirk to take second now. Um, I think Hibs might just hold on to third place ahead of Wraith. They might just manage that. But I think those two will be playing again a couple of times this season. Yeah. So, really enjoyed it. As I say, in terms of the championship this weekend, what have we got? We have got... Yes, of course we do. We'll come on to that in a wee second. We've got Alawa who... 
Um, as Callum Scott put it earlier on in the season, RIP Alloa. Yes, they were officially relegated two weeks ago now. Um, however, that didn't stop them from beating Hibs last week. A wonderful result from them. However, they are still, what, 10 points behind Livingston? Um, with three games to go so they obviously very little to play for now however they do face Queen of the South at home Queen of the South who went down 4-2 in midweek to Dumbarton a result that didn't help Livingston at all Livingston now five points behind Dumbarton and looking destined for ninth place in the league Dumbarton themselves are at home to Wraith Rovers that could be quite an interesting game live on BBC Alba am I right in saying so a quarter past five kickoff. I assume so uh, how do you see that one going because that's two of the Two of the form teams in the league, and Dumbarton actually, Dumbarton at home, for all the hammerings they've taken off of Falkirk 5-0, Rangers 6-0, um, there's another couple as well, 6-0 for Queen of the South a couple of weeks ago, uh, they're actually doing not too bad, Dumbarton, and they're actually, they're alright, so... Good result against Queen of the South. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, Wraith will probably be a different kettle of fish. Yeah, I think you'd, it's difficult, I think you'd maybe just fancy Wraith, um, although... Christian Naddy's still filing all cylinders for, for Dumbarton. A couple of midweek, didn't he? Yeah, two. Yeah. Um, so, no, it'll be interesting to see, but I think I'd, I'd still fancy Wraith. I think they've been brilliant this season. Um, really good to to see them doing well, and I think they'll be a real threat when it comes to the playoffs as well. Mm. Final game, of course, in the Championship, as you touched on a minute ago, St Mirren against Morton. The fourth and final chance for Morton to beat St Mirren this mm. season. Yeah, I'm still pretty confident. I think they've not beaten us in 17 competitive years. I think I'm right in saying. Yeah. Um, well, 17 competitive years? That doesn't make sense, <laughs> does it? But well, 17 years. by the time they next play? Uh, I think it will. I think it will. I think I fancy is, I think Morton, no matter what happens, they've had a, a good season. Um, I think for some man, the main aim has been for the last few weeks to finish ahead of Morton now. I think uh, if we win, it'll put us within one point of them. Um, so... You know, still a, a few games to go, and it gives us something to play for as well. You know, it's been a disappointing season, no matter what happens. But to finish ahead here, your, your rivals would be would be the main aim. Um, so onwards and upwards for next season. Who is all backing? Because this is probably our third big game of the weekend. I, fa- I fancy a draw. I think they've all been tight affairs, but a nil nil, a two all, <laughs> and a one nil to St Mirren, which could easily be a draw as well. So I, I think. I don't think a draw will be too far off the mark tomorrow. It's uh, Paisley. I, I think Paisley 2021 yeah. stadium, yeah. Um, cutting you off again, I'm bad for that today. Um, no, I think uh, I think it'll, it's got draw written all over it. I think both teams' seasons, that are both, I think both teams accept that their seasons are are petering out. You know, it's it's just what happens in, in, in a mid-table battle, to be honest. I mean, there's nothing really to play for. Three games to go, you know, you're looking at just a... Just the teams getting ready to prepare again for next year. I mean, I think St Mirren's big year for St Mirren. You know, nobody expects much out of Morton. That's no disrespect to them. They're just not. They've not been up in the Premiership, well, Premier League in years. You know, so I think that if St Mirren really, I said it at the start of the year, I think that they could probably get away with not doing anything this year. But the next year, they really have to kind of kick on. Especially the fact the Rangers are now at the league. You're looking at another bigger team coming out of the league as well, and you know it's. It's it's a tough league. I think it's good. So it's good. It's healthy for the rest of the for the league. So I think that teams like Wraith have emerged as out of nowhere. Really, to be honest, East, uh, Queen of the South. Sorry, last year did it as well. You know, they were pushing pushing the big teams for the playoffs. So, um, but I think I think there's still a long way to go. But somebody definitely have ambitions to go forward. But in terms of this weekend, I think it's, it's draw written all over it. 
both teams have, have, have come a long way over the course of the season. I think Morton's been very, fairly consistent, to be fair. St Mirren made big improvements on Alex Ray. Even we've seen that last weekend. Did, did Falkirk, who's kind of been best of the rest this year, you know, they pushed Falkirk all the way, just a wee bit of quality in the end kind of came through for Falkirk. But, I mean... He has done well to rebuild in that short space of time, but um, he's going to likely lose a couple of players like Keith Watson's away. There's bids coming for Stephen Mallon, albeit not accepted yet, but he'll probably be away in the summer. Um, and you're losing two old heads in Goodwin and Thompson. So there's a wee bit of rebuilding to do there over the summer. I'm sure that's where we'll be starting to look at that. Um, and for Morton, it's interesting because you talk about looking forward to next year, but... The potentially, if, if you do have them, if you do have Alloa's already gone, so taking in consideration Livingston, depending on what happens to them, you know, you could potentially have Hibs, Falkirk, Dundee in there now, potentially a Kilmarnock in there, depending on what happens to the playoffs, and you've also got Dunfermline who will have a bigger budget than Morton next year, mm. you know, they could find themselves. You'll also have Halloween out of the league. Yes, so that's, the, well, that, that's so. been the trouble for even Livingston this year. They had the security blanket in recent years. There's been years where you've had Halloween, Livingston, Cowden and Beath. Air was in the league one uh, year. Still in Albion was yeah. in the year before. Um, so there's no kind of security blanket next year. And it's important then that teams make a good start. Because if they don't, any one of the, the kind of middle of the road teams, and I include even Wraith Rovers in that, because we've seen it, the year that they lost the title to them, Fremont on the the last day, I think it was, the year after, they were second bottom for most of the year. You know, So it's really the division. It'll be an interesting summer for both those two teams. They both need to rebuild. Obviously, Morton's lost already Bobby Barr to Wraith. Um, but it's a bit more so because I think sooner rather than later they need to be looking at getting back up. Yeah. You've also got a few loan players, Morton, that are going to be going back. The likes of uh, Samuel up top and uh, Denny Johnson, Johnson and... Um, Centre half as well, go back to Rangers. So, I mean, yeah, so they've, they've got a lot of rebuilding to do, I think. I think for Saturday, though, I do agree with what's been said. It'll be tight. I, I, I can't say I, I've seen a whole lot of difference. Morton, I can only take it the games I've seen. Morton have pushed Falkirk very hard this year. Simon have pushed Falkirk very hard this year. So, what will come from that is a draw. Yeah, I agree with uh, with Connor. I think it'll be a draw. I think we're a dead rubber, uh, to be honest. As <coughs> you guys are saying, I mean, there's nothing really. Uh, obviously, I think Samara would want to win it because you know they want to have quite a dire, a bit of a dire season, and they'd want to go ahead of their rivals. But uh, I, I see this as a draw, and I think, <coughs> as Connor said earlier, I think uh, I think this you know, fixture will be a lot more important come next year. Certainly, that was. Did I give you a safe cross? I did, but I, I mean, if I was one of them predicting it, I'd go a draw as well. But I'll, I'll go a, a home win. Samara win for Ross. Uh, that is the championship. League 1, we have Albion Rovers against Cowdenbeath, Brecon City against Peterhead, Forfar against Airdrionians, Stenhouse Muir against Air United, and Stranraer against Champions Dunfermline. Just looking at the table, Stranraer need, what, probably another four points to guarantee a playoff place. It'd be tough for them against Dunfermline Champions, but it's probably not a bad time to play the pars. Um, Stenhouse Muir also with a big game against Air United. I think they're doing, is it £5 entry for everyone and then free for under 16s tomorrow at Aquaview. So hopefully they get a good crowd. Air United struggling a bit as well. Four for Breakin, the battle at the bottom. You've got to include Stenhouse Muir as well there. But uh, Breakin City 33 points. Four for have 34. 
Brecon City are at um, a home to Peterhead, whereas Forfar are at home to Airdrieonians. So, interesting to see how Peterhead bounce back from that Petrofact Training Cup defeat to Rangers last week as well. Finally, in League Two. Now, we've not touched in League Two for a while because we've not really had a podcast. And in the 10 days that we've not had a podcast, East Fife have suddenly gone, there's your title race, blown out of the water. They've run away with the league. They need three points from their last three games to win. This week, they've got Clyde away from home. Clyde, I mean, that won't be easy for them. I'm trying to think the other games they've got. I know they've got... East Stirling on the final day which is probably if you're picking one ah, team terrible. you want in the final day it's East Stirling terrible result for Clyde last week though wasn't it they beat 3-0 by uh, it's in here somewhere 3-0 which <laughs> referring back to our paper 3-0 by Berwick they were beaten so uh, pretty bad result for them there so I think you'd maybe it was 3-0 so. uh, but I mean there was two late goals I'm not making excuses for them ah. but it was 1-0 they were probably chasing the game and just picked off but it's still a bad result for them no doubt in that at all and as you say, uh, I think, as you see, East Fife can become the third SPFL team to win the league this season. And that, uh, that ironically, that um, title race we had in League 2, we were it's, saying that it was going to be about five teams, could be over after 34 games, which would have been pretty crazy to have that in your head a few weeks ago. The chasing pack, the likes of Annan, Queen's Park, Clyde, of course, who face East Fife, but Annan, Queen's Park, Elgin, who you've probably still got to hold a wee bit of hope out for, although they have chucked it. The fixtures are Annan at home to East Stirling, winnable game for Annan there. Berwick Arbrose, a bit of a nothing match, to be totally honest. Elgin Queen's Park, the winner there, I suppose, keeps in touch, but they're the loser, or if they both draw, they're out of it. And Montrose against Stirling. So a big week in League 2. Could see the crowning of champions, East Fife, and of course East Stirling have been, um, I want to say relegated, they've been uh, qualified for the playoff, yeah. uh, and <laughs> it's worth pointing out, and a good point as well. Cove Rangers, congratulations to them on winning the Highland League. Matt will bring you in at this point. A, a great achievement for them. Delighted. Because nah, Brora have won it the last two years. Yeah, no, no, I mean, I think everyone at the start of the season saw Brora as a stick on for it, but at the same time, you, you've got to remember that they chucked it last year. There's not as an, much of an incentive for Brora to go up because of the fact that their board didn't really want them to go up. They, they openly admitted that last year so and just because of the lo- location we've we've talked about it before how it's just a difficult it's just a difficult place to get to more than anything I think um, we talk about difficult places to go and, and uh, but it genuinely is and then so having Cove back in it's another team from Aberdeen Aberdeenshire yeah. you know it's, they're a team with a, with a bit of amb- ambition you know like they've, they've got, got a new, stadium new, new stadiums coming in this year you know they've been playing their part their games at Harlow Park in Inverurie and uh, the Shannon and their ground as well with uh, Forfar. These are places that you guys have never for Martin. These are places that you guys have never heard of. You know, I'll let you do this if we ever do our tour of every football stadium in the in the country. But one day, maybe. Uh, one day in the summer. But no, I mean, absolutely delighted. You know, uh, Cover. Um, they're a ter- terrific outfit. They're a team with ambition. They're going forward, uh, and I hope that they, hope that they, they first and foremost, beat Edinburgh, mm. and then if if they could. Uh, Definitely, uh, I think this could be the year that you see the that, that playoff actually work. I don't think we'll ever see Stirling back in the league. If yeah. they, if the best thing that happens Scottish football is these playoffs. It's the only thing that's keeping it going. Just it, basically. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a good, it's a good point because you'd be looking at the table. You'd be going in the old days. You're going to fell in League One, right? What Peter Head Air Stranraer playing for League Two? East Fife can win it this week. That's fine. East Stirling will be down. Uh, championship. What are Falkirk playing for? What are Hibs playing for? Etc. Three years ago, you'd be saying that. What are they playing for? Yeah, it'd be a, nothing. Um, but yeah, 
Edinburgh City against Cove Rangers could be very interesting. The winner of that what, playing East Stirlingshire. I don't know. Mm. I don't actually know. Since, um, we're, since we're touching in that, we need to touch in the Junior Cup yeah. semis as well. Go for um, it. Beave last week beat Cowinnan 3 0. Um, cracking result for them. I think Cowinnan were, it was pretty tight with who was fancied, but Beave uh, won it quite comfortably. So, uh, second leg of that on Saturday um, this weekend. So, be interesting to see how that goes. And Hurlford against Pollock uh, was called off last week. Because a tractor got stuck on the pitch. <laughs> I was trying to uh, clear it up. Hard for yeah, I know. Um, so the first leg of that's this weekend, and then the second leg will be next weekend. But it'll be fascinating to see who who gets through. I think Beath will be really fancied, um, and obviously Pollock Curl for two big teams. So it'll be good. Be good to see finals at Rugby Park. I believe is it Rugby so, Park this yeah, year? Because there's a lot of talk about where they'd play it this year, yeah. but um, that'll be good. To look uh, forward to that. Get yourself out to a game. Lots and lots of good football. You could see East Fife winning our. Well, winning the league this week, you could see the likes of breaking our four for a Stenhouse Muir making a big step towards safety this week. You've got championship action, that Renfrew Derby, of course. You've also got the, the Junior Cup um, second legs of the semi-finals as well. well there was there was 1,200 people at that came at the weekend. It generates great interest, the, the Junior Cup. So there's so much football, and that's not even talking about the big two games that we spent about an hour discussing today. So, um, as I say, lots and lots who's off to a game this weekend and I think I'm going to both semi-finals this week Connor Park you've uh, not got Falkirk this week so who are you who are your second love Hearts aren't playing either so. Steny get yourself a Steny considering on that um, I might go along to Hamden at Saturday lunchtime and if I don't if I don't go to that I'll go to Sainsbury I'll try Hamden or, or Oakleview <laughs> Hamden or Oakleview Matt uh, unfortunately I'm working in my dissertation for, uh, Takes priority for the next couple of weeks, but then I'll be I'll be back up the road to see. I go see Cove uh, next. Oh, uh, the well, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, if, if you know, like, I mean, quite right. You know, there, definitely. I mean, they play their home pitch at the moment. It's currently five miles from where I live, so if they can get a, if, you know, I'd be, I'd be up for it. I think uh, I think they need, I think this is where a team like Cove need to go and kind of target fans as well. Uh, Don't get me wrong. Obviously, Aberdeen's my priority team, but. Um, next year when I'm uh, when I'm back home and things like that, you never Everybody know. Team, so. Exactly. I mean, the, I, I follow the Highland League. I've, I'm an avid follower of. I like to keep up with it. Johnny, Johnny, I'll tell you that obviously he's got Forest Mechanics as his team. They're not a team that are anywhere close to promotion. However, you know they're they're. It's still yeah. important for like it's it's very similar. I think the way that people view the Highland League up north is very similar to how people down in the west coast view juniors and question and so. Cove Rangers come up who goes into the Highland League next year the Lowland uh, team no, nobody um, it just nope. it goes it, it, it makes a smaller league for the year smaller league smaller league because and the Lowland uh, League will be bigger because East Sterling will also go into the Lowland League Lowland League becomes bigger or yeah, because wow. I, I wasn't actually aware until a few weeks ago that there's, there's relegation from the Lone League. I didn't know. It was so south of Scotland. What a sad state of affairs! They should surely move. Yeah, surely, there's a Lowland team on the brink. Maybe no. There's certainly there's junior teams on the brink. I think of uh, that could they could play um, Highland League football. That's, uh, that's annoying because uh, it, it makes it a bit. It is a bit bizarre, but at the same time, I mean, it's it's a, it's the way they've gone about it. I think. Mm. Uh, it, Put it this way, you'd rather have Cove coming up than the situation last where you had Broda go, uh, going up and Montrose going down. Montrose would have played in the Highland League. Yeah. And that's would just they? that, yeah, because the, yeah. I think the cutoff's done deep. Who is it? Montrose, Elgin, who else would play in the Highland League from that? Arbroath? No. Well, the area. Uh, Elgin, again, yeah. still. 
Albion um, would still be up at a good 100, 100 miles from Montrose, then, but then you've got trips up to Wick and and that. So you know, I mean, there's there's a lot. I mean, and like I said, where Brora is on the map is just ridiculous to be. Con- you could never allow a Glasgow team to go. But I've gone off on a tangent again. Yeah. Here. I got asked where I was going this weekend. And, uh, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. So <laughs> back to Lewis. And I'm, I know Lewis, you haven't managed to get tickets for for Sunday. Unfortunately, are you off anywhere else? Uh, I might make up the numbers on Saturday and make up the magical forty thousand that Johnny. Where, where, where are you sitting? Is it the uh, United end of the head? Uh, Johnny is uh, one of his mates from Forest. Is a Dunne United fan, and I think he might be going with him. So mm-hmm. we'd be in the United end, but. Uh, not having that. Not having that. Not having that. And Ross, you're you're Asda bound. Asda bound, of course, to eight or meaty shifts to get through. But I'll I'll hopefully catch both semi-finals before I head off with my satchel to to work. Good stuff. Uh, question time. Neil Taylor, sixteen. Hope oh, that's not the left back from Spurs. No. Uh, just wondering, our grassroot pot. Is that Neil Taylor? Eh? Who's Neil Taylor? Left back for Spurs. Johnny would appreciate that if he was on him. No, Neil Taylor. Anyway, that won't be another Neil Taylor has asked us, are grassroots podcasts slash blogs the future of Scottish football debate and interaction? Hashtag bus ball, we love that. Uh, he continues by saying, taking into account budgets, etc. Pound for pound, bus ball slash <coughs> terrace podcast are much better than the big boys. Thank you very much uh, for that compliment, Neil. Lewis? Um, yeah, again, thank you for the compliment. But um, I think what we've, there was an article um, recently about the BBC's rights um, with SPFL, and SPFL have been very vocal about it. Um, could be a possibility that um, SPFL, or BBC, sorry, lose the radio rights. And I, 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 think we all would, well, I think we all agree that would be disastrous, but it might open up, up some opportunities yeah. for us. But uh, yeah, again, appreciate that. And... Uh, I think, uh, I think, I think <laughs> where are you getting the £3 million for us to cover no, live no, Premiership games I, I, if BBC went away there would be a, a gap in the market for, <laughs> for us I'm not saying we would cover it I'm not saying we would cover it but they would look at elsewhere they would look yeah. at options yeah. elsewhere on, on a serious note we are always looking for, for opportunities just to try and keep growing with We've done some uh, video work a couple of weeks ago and thought so that footage hasn't surfaced yet. It will be hiding away somewhere um, at some point. Uh, we are looking to do more video work in the future. We've also got lots of ideas. If you've got any ideas for us as well, one you'd like to work. see us doing, mm-hmm. um, send it in to us. Uh, tweet us. Transplant might be the best option for that, that bad boy. Uh, but thanks again, Neil, and uh, for the SEF. If you've got any ideas for how we can improve in any way in the future, we're always we're always wanting to hear that kind of stuff. Um, Kenny Clark, is this your dad, Ross? Is he on Twitter? As far as I know, my dad's not on Twitter. Um, well, uh, if Hibs don't win the Scottish Cup and don't win promotion, is that it for Stubbs? I think we asked this earlier on. And again, hashtag bus ball. Good to see you in it. It's good to see that the, the people are following. I think, uh, oh no, I better be careful when I say that. But no, um, yeah, when we, we talked about that earlier on, I think that's we all kind of came to the conclusion that it would be difficult for him to, to, to continue his work. I think that Hibs probably aren't in a position to sack him. I don't think financially it would be beneficial for them. However, he may decide to walk. He may believe that you know he's, he's spoken enough. He's he's talked up his team. That they've not delivered ultimately. If they don't win the Scottish Cup, it's going to be very difficult for them. I mean, if they do win it, you know, it would be a it'd be incredible. The fact, at the end, that 190 year hoodoo, whatever it is, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, I think just added on about 72 years. I think that's because so. in 190, they're still be trying, still <laughs> trying to be get it. But no, I think. Uh, 
It's quite interesting actually. Um, that if Hibs do make the final and Celtic do Celtic win it, you know they've they've beat a lower lower league team every every round yeah, of the competition. That was a point we made in the last round. In fact, I don't think it's been done before, and that Celtic uh, won't have beaten a Premiership team, which is very interesting actually. Um, and it's of course it's a possibility at the moment. All, all Celtic we need is to beat Rangers and to beat Hibs in the final. Hibs to be obviously Dundee United as well. Um, Matt Rain is asking us: Does it seem certain to you, lads, lads, that the seventh place yes. club will have more points than sixth at the end of the season? Now let's look at the Premiership table right now. Dundee have forty-one points, as do Partick and Inverness with thirty-nine. Hold on, that might have changed because this is Monday's paper. Yeah, no, it's not though. It's not. No, but Inverness. Inverness or Inverness have a point. So Inverness have forty you. points. So Ross County have what forty-three points compared to Dundee's forty-one points. So the gap is two points. Now add this to the fact that Ross County will be facing Hearts, Aberdeen, Celtic, and in for Motherwell and St Johnson. While Dundee have got the the other teams in the league, the lesser teams, if you like. Is it a certainty? I'm going to go would, yes. Happens. Happens every uh, year, so doesn't it? Uh, I would go as far as saying Dundee and Particle or more points. I'm going to go as far as saying Dundee United will finish ahead of Aberdeen in points. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but, uh, no. A terrible part. <laughs> I do, no, just looking at the table, though, I mean, you look at the results that the, that the bottom six teams are likely to pick up, but then again, you could argue that the season's over for Aberdeen, season's over for Hart, season's over for Motherwell, whereas... These bottom teams, Kelly, Hamilton, Dundee are going to be scrapping. So it could work either way, yeah. but um, I, I don't know. I don't know is your answer, uh, Matt. And uh, the, the snowman, this isn't a question from the snowman, but you say don't skimp on coverage of last weekend's games because you were tardy. Tardy? So, what is tardy? I'm not quite sure, Denny, you know. I, mean, I, I know what it means. Is that snowman? It means skiving. Like, oh, it's an American right. saying for your sky and all. Sky is disappointed in the snowman. Yeah, he's, he's, he's an avid yeah. follower. He's Canadian, so he's using those. Is he? Yeah, well, he lives in Canada, doesn't he? No. I don't think no, he doesn't. Canadian. I think you're getting mixed up. You're getting with mixed that. up with someone yes. else. I'm not off is he you're, off, you're off the snowman's Christmas list. We used to do because it was snowman. <laughs> we've, got, anyway. we've got a Canadian follower, I'm sure. I think that's why he was getting mixed up. But forget what he said. Mm. We would love to know. Why you're called the snowman, the snowman. That was that's what we'd love to know because we've often wondered. But anyway, um, as you're the point you're making, don't skip on coverage of last weekend's games. You are of course referring to Kilmarnock's emphatic victory over St Johnson. It would help if Kelly Cal was here because he was the only one at the game. Not the only one at the game. Was the only bus ball member at the game, uh, and he was. I think. Well, I've not spoken to him this week. No one has. From numerous people, it was a brilliant performance from Kelly. And judging by the highlights, it looked like a good performance from Kelly. And we're seeing Kelly are safe from automatic relegation. Do you fancy them to finish 10th or 11th? I still think Hamilton are are so dire. Um, I I fancy them to finish 10th. Yeah. A four point gap. I know. But I've got to play Hamilton. Still a long way to go in the season. That is Kelly Corner for this week. (laughs) Um, And the final question from another favourite busball man, Kieran Poland, asking What do you think of Walter Smith stoking the fire by saying Rangers are better? about starting in the third division. It's probably right that Callum Fisher isn't present for this question. Yeah. Um, I think he knows what he's doing with that. The word bitter is a word that's going to create headlines. I think he knew what he was saying, Walter Smith. Um, he likes a headline himself, I think, and the fact he's been out of uh, the game for so long, I think he'd have fancied that one. Yeah, so, um, dig- so dignity. Um, so... Yeah, it's. I mean, it's going over all ground, isn't it? I don't I know think, if we really want to go down that route. I think. I think though, it is important to know that there's a lot of fans that don't, that aren't bitter. There still are fans that genuinely out there believe that they 
they deserved, they were punished, you know, like they, financially that their club are in disarray. It still remains to be seen whether or not they actually are capable. I mean, I think I think what we see every year, I keep reading it in the papers, is that like King needs twenty million to compete with Celtic. I mean, like, like yeah. this is ridiculous to be saying that Rangers should be doing the same, and, and it's only because they're trying to hold on to the coattails out at Celtic. Is that they should have taken the Hearts method of mm-hmm. scrap, start from scratch? And to be fair, to credit them, they have they, they've introduced a lot of young players in the Scottish sure. game. You know, like they, they have romped. They are now going to romp the league. You know, and they they've taken a better approach to it. However, they still, I think that there is the demand from their fans, the ones that do believe that they were wrongfully done, is that they need to they need to be competing with Celtic. And I don't. I, I said it last weekend. I'm going to go back to this, but how the bookies believe. Rangers are good enough to, to compete. They've installed them as second favourites for the Premiership, which I was outraged to see. And I just I'm don't still, get how they've got this money. Right, yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's the thing as well. I mean, I think it's just because of this. And this will help them. This this old firm game does help them. It helps their credibility, I think, in the Scottish game. I think that they they keep going. They're, they're, I mean, there's money to be made at Rangers, no doubt about it. You know, fans, investors will come back. They seem to have sorted out their financial problems, as I've said, remains to be seen. But you know, I mean, they are a they are a star powerhouse in world football in terms of what they can offer fan wise, and you know, I, as a club, you know, like they've gone about a lot of things in the wrong way. But you know, you just need to you need to look at it from from Scottish. You, you're like giving me Con- faces, Connor. Connor. Connor Park is bored, so the podcast must end. Everyone, thank you, Matt Finley, for joining us. I don't know why you're clapping either, Connor. Take Thanks for plane lines, didn't he? Yeah, he did, he did clap, to be fair. Thanks for joining us, Matt. No problem. Thank you, Connor Park. You're very well. Thank you, Lewis Kemp. No problem. Thank you, Ross Clark. All the best, mate. Thank you, Callum Fisher. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, mate, I don't give predictions. And uh, thank you to me, Hamish Carton. We'll be back on Monday looking back at two semis. We'll also be looking back at lots of SPFL action and possibly 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 a title party in the East Fife camp at Bayview New Bayview a title party will that be what we're opening with on Monday let's find out until then take care enjoy your weekend 